0: What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody,
1: welcome to the Empire Secrets Network Podcast. I'm Pete, that's Evan, and on today's show we're going to be discussing how the left is using the tragic shooting at a San Diego synagogue over the weekend as a basis for more gun control, like they always do every time there's a shooting anywhere in the world, How participants in a fun run were unsuspecting AOC campaign donors, hilarious, and how sleepy Joe Biden is already slurring his speech on just the first pit stop of his presidential campaign. Before we get into any of that, first of all, if you're new to the show, welcome. The Empire State Conservative Network podcast is for New York-based conservatives who are sick and tired of how the state is being run. You're also sick and tired of being neglected by your local state officials. And you're sick tired of being ostracized by friends, family, and coworkers thinking differently than they do about politics and life in general. So, Evan, let's begin with a tragic shooting over the weekend at a San Diego synagogue. I'm sure many of you heard about it as well, and you know the facts. So, long story short, this crazy dude posted a manifesto on 8chan, which apparently is the alt-right wing of 4chan. And he basically, he hates Donald Trump. He hates conservatism. So he's not one of us contrary to popular opinion. So he's so it's not conservative, then, is what you're telling me. No, not at all. Not at all. He was apparently a Protestant, I believe. And he was definitely racist in that he thought whites were the superior race. And he did it because he felt that the Jews were in cahoots with President Trump and were responsible for the downfall and the race war in America, which, which is just not true. But anyway, so he goes to this synagogue And he goes to fire on the rabbi. First shot hits the rabbi's hand and blows a finger off. Second shot, a woman who was a 61-year-old who was at the service to pray for her uh, recently departed mother, took a bullet for the rabbi and unfortunately was killed. There were a few others wounded, among them an eight-year-old child, but the guy's gun jammed. There were a couple of heroes there. There was, a, uh, there was a military veteran as well as a Border Patrol agent who made a three-hour track and was asked specifically by the rabbi to be there and armed because they were worried that an event like this would transpire, and sadly, Evan, it did. So what are your thoughts on the event? And then obviously the left trying to once again spin it for more gun control.
0: Yeah, and if you look at it this way, they, they try – they do this – not only do they try to push more gun control, they st- uh, still try to blame Donald Trump for this. The guy yeah. openly said that he hates Donald Trump, just like the New Zealand shooter, who also inspired this nutcase. They hate Donald Trump. They hate American conservatism. They don't believe in any of this Not They don't believe in anything that we believe in. They're the exact opposite of what we stand for. And the fact that Diane Feinstein, who is a complete piece of garbage, is already calling for more gun control – so if no one in that in that uh, synagogue was armed, everyone would be dead. Mm-hmm. They'd be dead. Yep. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. This guy is a complete nut case. You're in California, which already has some of the strictest gun laws in the entire country, and they still can't protect their citizens. It still takes a private citizen who happened to be a Border Patrol agent, but it could have been anybody. If you had three other people in there who were armed and trained, it would have been the same thing. You, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. This is every single time. And luckily, the guy's gun jammed, and then he decided to run when he was confronted because they had guns. If they didn't have guns, I guarantee you, he would have cleared it, and he would have kept shooting. So thank God. Listen, it, it's horrible that someone died, but we are very thankful that it was only one person that had, that had to lose their life. But for the Democrats to use this to push gun control, it should be the exact opposite.
1: You know, it, it absolutely should. And like I like I mentioned before, the rabbi specifically asked the military veteran and the border patrol agent before services that weekend that when they were in attendance, they should come with their concealed carry. And again, like you just touched on, good guys with the guns. There was there was a shooting at a church in a remote town in Texas a couple of years ago, and a good guy with a gun was down the street. He wasn't even in attendance at the church, but he heard gunfire. He heard screaming from his house. And he was an NRA instructor of all the things. And he and a civilian who saw him running after the shooter, a civilian picked him up and they chased this guy. And they were able to hold off this crazy nut until the authorities were able to apprehend him. But you're, you're absolutely right. And it's so hypocritical coming from the left. You look at Kamala Harris, and we, we played that video for you last week talking about this. And yet she personally owns a firearm. Because she's a presidential candidate, and she's a black woman, and she's under attack. Jews, by the way, looking at, what was it? It wasn't, uh, it was it UN statistics? There were some statistics from, from a pretty recognized body that anti-Semitism is on the rise worldwide, more so in most parts of the world than Islamophobia and a lot of the things that the media has no problem projecting. So the fact that this is, again, going to be swept under the rug because it doesn't meet the left's narrative. You heard about it, obviously, when it happened. But once the details came to pass and a good guy with a gun was, in, was involved, it really got swept under the rug. It's really pathetic.
0: It it is. And it's disgusting. And instead of, you know, lauding the people who were able to respond and to show people like, listen, you need to be prepared because there are crazy people everywhere, because it didn't have to be a guy with a gun that walked into that synagogue. He could have walked in with a knife. Mm -hmm. And if you walked in with a knife and no one there had anything to stop him, guess what? I guarantee you five to 15 to 25 people could have been killed by this guy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it has nothing to do with guns. It has to do with culture and it has to do with being prepared to defend yourself. It's the yeah. same reason why I keep a gun under my bed. It's not because I'm guaranteed that someone's going to break in or I want to kill somebody. It's because when someone shows up, when they're not supposed to be in here, they're not going to take me out. Yeah. It's about yeah. defending yourself, defending your loved ones and defending your property. No, it, it absolutely is. And I, I, I forget, again,
1: it was the guy who wrote Starship Troopers. He was a sci-fi writer. But he wrote a great quote that I heard from a young age. And it, it's true if you look at other parts of the world that do allow guns to be carried by civilians. An armed society is a polite society. That's what our forefathers envisioned in this country. And that's why we have a Second Amendment. And, and again, we'll keep harking on this in, in reference to this and other shootings that have been stopped or nullified because of good guys with guns, that if you are properly trained, it's not to say that everybody should just go willy-nilly and shouldn't know what they're doing, but if you respect the weapon, you learn about it, and you're permitted to carry in public. If you're going to a place like a synagogue where, unfortunately, yes, anti-Semitism is rising in the West and anti-Semitic attacks are rising in the West, if you're able to go into a synagogue like that, it's just like with the school shootings. And we've talked about this earlier on when we first started the podcast when there was another school shooting. If you have armed faculty and staff, people who are trained, who own guns, if they're allowed to bring them to their schools, then guess what? The gun-free zone is no longer a soft target. There's no longer one person on campus with a gun who's an easy target. It's literally the, the shooter is dissuaded from even going in because you have no idea who has a gun and where. And so it's, it's the same thing in these cases. And, and I really don't get where their policies come from. It's so ass
0: backwards, I can't even stand it. Because their, their end game is for the government to be all-powerful. And the government cannot be all-powerful when the people, when the populace is armed. They can, will never be able to institute what they want, which is essentially totalitarian government, where the government takes everything and tells us what we're allowed to have if people are armed. They won't, because people will rise up. And you see it in Venezuela right now is that they're having an issue with their revolution because the civilians don't have guns. Because if they had guns, they never would have had socialism in the first place. Yeah, no, they definitely wouldn't have. And hopefully we can get that situation sorted out
1: so they can see a – or they can take back their country and get back to a semblance of normalcy because just 10, 15 years ago, that was the beacon in South America was Venezuela. And that's what Bernie Sanders and all these crazy socialist cucks were using as an example of this is what can happen. But sadly – Well, not sadly for us because it proves our point, but socialist policies have run that country from being the richest in South America to the poorest where people are eating their pets and zoo animals it's a terrible situation. But anyway, getting back, yes, it's disgraceful what the left is doing regarding utilizing shootings like this to try and push a policy that A, goes against everything our country was founded on and B, will do a lot more harm than good in the long run.
0: This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com.
1: So, let's move on to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, our favorite congresswoman. So over the weekend, or, or I guess last week, there was a fun run, and participants in it didn't know that they'd just become campaign donors. This is part of the blaze. So... On Saturday, men, women, and children in Queens participated in a 5K family fun run with Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which was billed as being an event supporting the Green New Deal. What a lot of the runners didn't know, apparently, was that they were also becoming political donors to her campaign. The New York Post reported on Sunday that the 11 grand raised as "quote registration fees" unquote were actually taken as political donations, and the print on that was very fine indeed. The Post interviewed various participants in the run, each of whom their belief that they were running in support of the Green New Deal or to, quote, unquote, raise awareness. Not quite. A vaguely worded notice on AOC's Facebook page saying that the run would support U.S. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez the Green New Deal worsened the confusion, But the fine print on a third event-related website revealed the truth. It said, like, quote, registration fees or contributions to AOC for Congress. Uh, it's a disclosure on AOC5K.com, which lists the Federal Election Commission rules that donors must follow. It was a campaign fundraiser ocasio spokesman. spokesman. Corbyn Trench confirmed a participant paid more than 80 the participants excuse me paid more than $11,000 all told so Evan again this woman between all the gaffes just saying stupid thing at the stupid thing last week it was the stuff on the VA and now this hosting something that is under the guise of promoting the Green New Deal and her crazy policies and yet these people weren't actually going towards
0: that they're supporting her re-election campaign Well, first of all, the fact that they would have this to support the Green New Deal just shows how, and that this many people showed up, shows how completely uninformed the American voter is. The Green New Deal is a completely socialist policy, which would bankrupt the entire country and still not be able to be paid for. So this is literally something that is completely unrealistic and impossible. They're not running to help reduce emissions. They're not running to help raise awareness about pollution. They are literally running to support a socialist agenda. And then they wonder why she stole their money with the fine print. It, it, it's exactly what you should have expected. This is what this woman does. She lies, she cheats, and it's more important to be morally correct, she says, even though this is the, probably one of the most immoral things you could possibly do, is essentially stealing people's money as camp, to fund campaign donations. It's, it's unbelievable that she has this many gas and has not, they haven't asked to recall her yet. How can anyone support this woman being an elected official in this country when time after time she lies? Now she's essentially stealing from people. It's really disgusting, and there's no way that she should be reelected at all. No, absolutely not. And,
1: and in the near future, we're going to have on one of our uh, challengers, Rich Valdez, uh, and he's going to be discussing, A, why he's coming uh, to prominence, and, and B, why he's challenging her specifically. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, this was found on a third-party website. So if you were so, from my understanding of this, if you were to go to the AOC5K.com page and you were to pay the fee to be a participant, there's nothing found in there that would suggest that you're donating to, to her campaign. It's more so to raise awareness and all that crap, which you're right. These people are hundred percent uninformed if they actually think the Green New Deal is a good viable idea because it's not. And in fact, even the, the means of energy that she wants to utilize in many parts of the country would cost more to the environment in terms of the battery degradation, you know, for, 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 uh, wind and solar and stuff. That stuff, you need battery power in order to get that going, and those batteries are much worse for the environment than nuclear energy and other alternatives that we already currently have the infrastructure for. But on top of that, too, yes, this is a very devious tactic, and again, swindling money during her campaign to her boyfriend and to, her, uh, and to the main guy behind her campaign's pack and LLCs to, pay, to pad their pockets, this is all a joke. This just shows how much of a joke these people are. I mean, they can't even be
0: transparent with their constituents. And you think they're for the people? That's, it's pathetic. It really is. So the Democrats are never for the people. Democrats are for the government. This is, this is this nonsense, what needs to be taken care of. The fact that people think that the Democrats are the party of the people is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that they are the party that has always increased welfare benefits and increased government control over things makes them the opposite of the party of the people. You're not there for the regular person. You're only there for the government. Yeah, no, that, they absolutely are. They want total government
1: control. You know, the, the only ter- two people transparent in American politics right now about that is Bill de Blasio, sadly, and obviously he's a, he's a travesty. But he, at, at the very least, you can say he comes right out and says, I want total mayoral control of everything in New York City limits and New York City uh, constituency. And then Bernie Sanders, obviously, he wants the government to run everything. He wants redistribution of wealth and things to go back to the people, provided he doesn't have to actively participate in that. He just has to facilitate it while he lines his own pockets. It's a joke. The rest of them are hiding behind this bullshit that they're going to do better by people, and it's just not true. So if you're listening to this or watching this and you're wondering what's going on, wake up. You know This is what we're up against. We're up against very devious criminals who are who are in politics and are just looking to line their own pockets and gain more influence and try to tell you and us how to run our lives when often the private sector and us individually know how to do that best
0: this next segment is from our new sponsor royalty auto leasing royalty auto leasing is a fully licensed automobile brokerage that services the tri-state area the advantage of using them over going to a dealership is simple Better prices at a greater convenience. There is no need to go from a dealership to dealership anymore looking for a car. They make absolutely sure you get the best possible price on any new make or model. From delivering the vehicle directly to your home or office, to returning your lease when it is up, to early trading arrangements, they do it all. Visit royaltyautoleasing.com to learn more.
1: So let's finish up with Sleepy Joe Biden, as President Trump likes to say. I think that's kind of funny. I'd go with creepy myself, but. You know, it
0: is what it is. So I, li- I like pedo Joe. That's my that's my favorite.
1: Yes, yes. But that might be a little mo- more a stomach for a lot of people. But, you know, we're from New York, so we don't mince words or anything. But getting back, so Joe Biden started off his campaign run last week. He announced it in that stupid video regarding Charlottesville. And then he has had a couple of pit stops since then. And he already seems tired. I mean, the Sleepy Joe thing might actually be an accurate portrayal before it even began. Because on top of people saying, oh, it looks like he got Botox and eyelinings and things like that done before he entered the race, maybe that's what the holdup was, to get the treatments and then wait for every, the swelling and everything to go down. He's already storing his words. We're going to play the clip right now, and then everyone and I are going to discuss. Here's the clip.
2: I want to thank uh... – uh, Rich Fitzgerald, the county executive of Allegheny County executive being here. And all my time in public life from since I've gotten involved, the country wasn't built by Wall Street bankers, CEOs, and hedge fund managers. If the enterprise hits hard times, everybody took a hit. Union workers, the UAW took incredible cuts in their future and their, their pensions and the left to get GM working. They also got that last year. And try to cut wages or freeze wages for the people. Right today, the same is happening in big, hospital, in big hospital systems. I think we have to rethink how we define what constitutes a successful economy. Folks in America don't think their children are going to have the same standard of living they had. How can a person dignity be maintained? Why? why they do that? It means investing much more in medical research to conquer conquer devastating diseases like cancer and addiction and Alzheimer's. So God bless you all and may God protect our truth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.
1: So, Evan, what are your thoughts on Joe Biden already slurring his words and seeming kind of out of it in, in just his first couple of campaign stops?
0: Well, I think Joe Biden's real goal is not to be president. I think it's to be the oldest person in the history of the world for, to run for U.S. president because he's the only person who's older than Bernie Sanders, and he's really, he's really looking at it, and it's really bad. People thought that Hillary's health was, was going downhill, but she was falling and had to be you know taken away by the Secret Service and all these secret pictures had to come out of all the candid stuff. Joe Biden, he, it's ridiculous, and this his the whole nonsense – he, I don't even know why he's running. I really don't know why he's running. He ran in an eighty eight and had to drop out because he plagiarized the speech. He tried to run against Obama. He's he's running on blatant lies. Mm-hmm. He is one hundred percent running on blatant lies because they said originally when they came out of Obamacare that it was the end game. Now he's saying it was a stepping stone. So which yep. was it? Was yep. it the end game or was it a stepping stone? He's yep. lying about what Trump said in Charlottesville. Everyone knows that now. If you have the internet, you can get the full clip of what Trump said. So. I don't know what his game is. Is it's is it money? Is it like it doesn't make any sense. He wants to restore the soul of the country. He's one of the most un-American people. You were the vice president to Barack Obama, one of the most un-American presidents that we've ever had. This it's absolutely ridiculous. He's really just run, he's running on fumes. If anyone has dem- has dementia or whatever it is going on, it's probably Joe Biden.
1: Yeah, I mean You know, like you pointed out, he definitely has the age, you know, say what you will about Bernie Sanders. I mean, his policies are absolutely ludicrous, but he at least can formulate a rational sentence without slurring his speech and sounding a complete and utter doofus. You actually have to listen and be like, what are you talking about is moronic, but at least he's coming across strong and authoritatively as opposed to Biden, where, you know, when, when you hear someone's, you know, once in a while, it happens. Everyone slurs their speech, especially if you're tired or whatever, but he's just starting. We've got a year before they really start to knock people off and they really start these debates. And if he's already like this, you're right. I don't think that's really going to help his cause going forward because the number one concern above all else. And you're right. the you know, vice president under Obama, two failed presidential runs prior to that. He's been a gaffe machine his whole career. You know, he's had this persona kind of in the shadows that I'm with the people and I'm pro blue collar and all these other things. But every time he stepped in the limelight and stepped to the forefront he has not done himself or the Democratic Party a good service. In fact, he's done a lot of bad in that regard. So I I don't think that's a good first step for him. I I doubt he recovers, too, because if he's already acting like this again, I I don't really think it's going to go over well. So just something to watch out, guys. And then that leaves the door open. So then it's going to be, again, we talked about this with Chris Wright. I think it's going to come down to ideology versus electability. Are they going to go with, a uh, Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or uh, Elizabeth Warren's a joke, but just putting her in there because they're extreme far to the left in terms of what they're proposing, just and just trying to check off as many intersectional boxes as possible. Or they're going to go with the person with the highest following, a, la a Biden or a Bernie Sanders at this point. I really think they're going to go with the former than the latter, and, and I think it's really going to harm them. And that's why we both have already predicted, and I don't see that changing in all honesty, they continue to shoot themselves in the foot. I think that Trump is going to win in a landslide in 2020. And it's not even going to be close.
0: I agree. And it's listen, the economy is doing better. The country has been better than it has been for 20, 30 years and the, any, the only thing that was going to hold Trump back was Russian collusion. And guess what? We already proved that that was a lie. It's really ridiculous. There's no reason to not vote for Donald Trump in 2020 unless you really just don't like the guy, which is your prerogative. But to vote for anybody else is really ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Really, it's I really think it's either going to be Biden or Sanders that gets the nomination from the Democrats. Booker is out of it. Warren is out of it. Basically, everyone in there is just pulling at less than 5%. They're not getting it. It's going to be between Biden and Sanders. And if they put Biden in there, it's, it's not going to be good for them because people, people, are, still old, people are young enough to, or have been around long enough to remember Obama's America. This wasn't that long ago, guys. Obama was just in office, and Obama's America was garbage. Yeah. We were more divided than we have ever been. This lie that Trump divided, that's a big lie. Another leftist lie. It's really ridiculous. These false narratives. Obama is the most divisive president in the history of this country. He started the war on police. He started this whole myth that black people are, that blacks are oppressed and that the system is, is garnered against them. Meanwhile, this guy's the president of the United States. Like, come on, give me a break. It's really ridiculous. So, People remember how divisive Obama's America was. They remember how bad the economy was. They remember Ferguson. They remember all these riots. They remember the police shootings. They remember the mass shootings. This stuff is not new. This stuff all started under Obama. So let's not forget that. And so, honestly, if, if you're going out to vote in 2020, the only option that you have is to vote Donald Trump.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't see anybody else coming out of the woodwork who could even remotely come close. And, uh, again, I think they're going to go ideology over electability i think they're going to screw whoever is left standing and bernie sanders or biden whoever's pulling better at the time i think it's probably going to be sanders unless biden picks it up and starts taking meth or something i don't see how he's going to be if he's already starting a speech and he used the excuse that he was tired so if that's already the case just a few stops in to an over a year and a half long run there's a year until the first primaries how is he already tired i know And he just started. He literally just started. It's not like he's been at it as long as some of the other ones have. But even so, yeah, if you're already tired and you're that old, I I don't know, man. I I don't think it's going to –
0: He would be almost 80 by the time he got elected. Like, what is going on? So what's the plan? To get Biden elected and then, what, sneak Bernie or Kamala Harris in behind him? It's, yeah, I, they're going to go with Kamala Harris. I, I, w- I see her as being
1: the vice presidential candidate. Again, unless they really screw one of either Sanders or Biden out of it, because at this point they're the two clear frontrunners. If one of them gets screwed out of this, then I think they're going to go with her or Booker, and it's just going to be those two together. And they're just trying to check off – or maybe one of them and Buttigieg just trying to check off as many intersectional check boxes as they can heading in. But that's going to alienate the people because – you don't go. You don't just put people in because they're black or a woman or they're gay or whatever. You go in based on their electability. You go in based on what's their experience. Obviously, none of them
0: have resumes that are very impressive. The most impressive- well, What's their policy? What are they looking to do? It's like, if you look just at policy, you cannot elect any of these Democrats.
1: No, no absolutely not. Absolutely not. None of them would be good for the country. So you really have to step back and think- What's going to happen? And at this point, you know, like, like we've said, barring an insane catastrophe of epic proportions, which neither of us or nobody out there could probably even possibly project. I don't see how any of them can come close to him in 2020. I don't care who gets nominated. I don't think it's gonna be close. But guys, if you like the episode, if you like the podcast, please share it with a fellow Empire state conservative or even a liberal who's not happy with how local, state, and national politics are going and how they're being portrayed by the mainstream media and by a lot of people. Also, if you can, just $5 a month gets you. Don't let fear take your freedom wristband, which Evan and I are wearing here. It's on your, yeah. Um, you also get mailbag access. So every Friday, Evan and I do a show. Sometimes it's just us. Last week, we had Chris Wright. And like I said, we're going to be having other guests coming on in the near future. If they're on, our donors get an email um, either the night before or that morning, a little brief bio, and you get to ask them questions directly. You help us, we help you. Also, if you donate only $50 for the year, you get all of that plus – and it saves you $10 for the year. Y'all get all that. Plus an Empire State Conservative Network t-shirt. Basically, it's like this with a logo here on the chest. And then don't let fear take your freedom on the back. And that will really help us out. We're just trying to recoup ad costs. Our mission is to wake up the conservative base in New York State. And we are paying to reach you right now. And it's not cheap. So anything we can do to recoup the ad costs would be greatly appreciated. Another way you can help us is by buying merch. You see the MAGA Man 2020 shirt there. That Evan has. We have a whole lot. And we have the T-shirts, we have tanks, we have a coffee mug, we have phone cases. All of that on the website and more. Don't let freedom. Don't let fear take your freedom. Hat up there. Red New York hat here. Like I said, the Empire Service Network tees and a whole bunch of other goodies at our store, slash store Evan, you've been talking about an event coming up for a while now, and it was pushed back about a month. So why don't you just update the folks on what's
0: going on there? Right, so again, pray NYC. We are working with Solomon Tack. If you have not seen his Instagram, check it out. Solomon, and then Tack with two A's, T A A C. Um, he has more information on there. We are partnering with him on this. It has been pushed to June twenty second. The original date was going to be Memorial Day weekend. Um, the problem with that is a lot of people are away. We wanted to be able to have as many people as possible at this. We are raising money for tunnels to towers. So if you go on GoFundMe, type in pray, go search pray NYC. It'll come up. Please, if you can donate, please do. We will also we also have Pray NYC t-shirts available on our website. 100% of the profits from those shirts are going to Tunnels to Towers. That money is not going into the podcast. That money is 100% going to Tunnels to Towers, which helps benefits Gold Star families of military and first responders. So please, if you can, RSVP at, RSV, at praynyc.rsvpfi.com. If you can make it, please tell people. Donate if you can buy a shirt, buy a shirt for somebody else, buy 10 shirts. Who cares? You know, we're trying to raise money. This is for great great cause. This is to help people who, this is not giving money away for free. Gold star families have made the ultimate sacrifice. So we need to make sure that we're giving back to them.
1: Absolutely. So guys, that link is down below in case you're watching or listening and you're not able to get to it right this second. So just come back to the episode when you can click that link, click on the store link, click on our donation link, whoever you can help support us or pray NYC. It would be greatly appreciated. But, Guys, thanks so much for listening. You're watching. I'm Pete. That's Evan. Have a great rest of the day, everyone. We'll come back at you later this week. Have a good one.
0: Hey everyone, it's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at Get Red Pilled NY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.